What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new podcast, episode number seven. I'm your co-host, Russell. And Alexa. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Um, I am looking forward to having some dinner later. I know what um, you mean. I am excited to be here, of course. And we are so excited to bring uh, brand new uh, content for all of you. Um, and we are thankful for all the people that continue listening. Yes, agreed. And for all, the, for all of those that are new, please stay tuned. We have a lot of exciting um, stuff coming up. So we, we appreciate that you continue listening. And we hope you're having a great day, whatever you are. For sure. My day today. How are you? It is By hot. the way. It's hot. Not because like the sun is beaming. But more of humidity. I'm not a big fan of humidity. No, I don't think no one is. Yeah, it just makes you sticky. Mm-hmm. And it makes you just don't... You just don't feel right when you're sticky. I just hate being sticky. That's my pet peeve. Yeah, and um, I think especially for women, like, it's, it's especially, like extremely hard when, you know, taking care of your hair. Um, oh, right, right. And That's it true. just becomes impossible so i know you guys you ladies understand when i'm, I'm talking about yeah especially about my it. hair yeah so yeah it you. gets so frizzly yeah and i imagine i imagine yeah it gets spiky yeah well actually that's how i like it i was just choking my hair always stays spiky so we're gonna just jump right into it we're going to be discussing about orange is the new black season six we have been on this episode, or we have been uh, looking through the series, we've caught up through the entire series, and we kind of just want to go more in depth on the series itself and try to figure out, you know, like if we liked it or not, what we our thoughts about it, kind of some of the topics we're going to touch and go more in depth. But if you haven't seen it yet, we would recommend for you not to listen to this part of the podcast. Either stop the podcast now or skip to the topics later on. Unless you like to have spoilers, which is, you know, understanding. But personally, I don't like that. So I would skip to the end of the, uh, to, you know, the following topic. Yeah. Do you like spoilers? I love spoilers. Why? Uh, I, I, don't, I mean, I'm what's the exactly point sure. of it? I'm not exactly sure. I'm just one of those type of people where if the information is there, I like to research as much as possible. And if it tells me the ending... I still enjoy it. I still go watch it. I'm not one of those type of people who's like, if I know the spoiler, I don't really care. Uh, at least for me, it's just like, if, if you already know the spoilers, like, what, what what's the, you know, what's, why? I don't know. I just like it. I, I just like information. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's people out there, too, if you agree with me, that, you know, you would like looking at spoilers and you don't really care and you'll still watch it or see it. Yeah, so regardless of whether you like it or not, Continue staying there, and um, we are gonna go straight in into some of the and the um, last season of um, Orange Is the New Black. So, what what do you think about it, Russell? So for season six, um, what's going on with season six? So for season six, I would say overall it's meh. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Season 5, I think, was better, even though I know a lot of people didn't actually like Season 5 for some reason. They didn't like the fast pace of just, you know, uh, it happening in like a few days. And it was all over, you know, the entire episodes. Um, Season 4, I thought, was the best. 
I don't remember what season four was about. Season four is when Poussey uh, died from the guard. Mm, yeah. yeah, that was just like a powerful was, season. Yes. And just like everybody getting amped up, trying to figure yeah. out what is happening. And then, you know, that's part of the reason why the riot started, all of that stuff. So I thought season four was the amazing one. Season six was meh. You know, it was all right for me. There were the standout characters were Caputo tasty the storyline between diablo um and blanca and blanca and um i think that was about it those were the standout (laughs) characters everyone everyone else was okay they did okay performance they didn't do a bad performance but we'll go more in depth how was your first thoughts in regards to season i mean it was different because season six was like um the beginning of a new kind of um, chapter so it was kind of hard to match the relevance that um the last season had just because there was so much going on you know and it was built around that um so i think it was good just you know to be a breaking point of you know and a new star um i was disappointed uh but not because it was okay but i think it were i was just more disappointed by the result of the trial uh, where Tasty uh, was in and uh, she was um, she was uh, guilty at the end of the day so I was very disappointed at that because I was like okay you guys did a riot you did all these things and at the end of the day it didn't work right. um, so I, I kind of see like the more overall picture yeah. uh, for me like uh, the characters that did uh, that impacted me the most were Tasty, of course, I think she's very good. She's very eloquent. She is able to carry, like, a clear message. And she, she really is the one that um, wants to, like, make some justice for her friend. Um, I also liked um, Mr. Caputo. He was the... I think he was the president, like, the director of... No, he was the warden. But yeah, he, before. Before, yeah. So yeah. he actually ended up... Um, quitting his job um, and it was very interesting because he stopped uh, just working for like you know the sake of working and he actually started caring for what Tasty which was his assistant before was going through um, I think it was great that he was able to like beyond of like all the you know money that he was getting from you know from his job he was able to see that there was something that he could actually contribute uh, and that was able to save some that her life. So I really like that. Um, and the last character that I thought he was interested in was maybe one of the sisters, Carol. Mm-hmm. I like that she was yeah. like more of a tough kind of leader, like she was intimidating everyone. Um, and I think she took over like Rel, uh, Red's uh position of being a leader in the like last prison so i really like that just like to change a little bit of the role it was awesome yeah um already so what yeah, to, uh, to, to give a intro into the very beginning uh all the women are sent to maximum prison now after the riot after the riot and are then, you sure all of them were sent I think all of them went. I mean, not to all to this specific prison, but maybe to other prisons as well. But they only focus on one prison. 
Um, so all the women were sent to the maximum. And then the, the governor wanted to see, you know, people fall. So the attorney um, oh, yes. told, the, the, told the investigators that they need to charge two people with life in prison and three people with 10 years in prison. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, who. that's just arbitrary. Yeah. Like, Because they wanted to make serious? it look good, you know, because there was a riot, you know, in prison. And once, the, you know, they... And this is what happens in real life. They want, you know, to make everyone look good so they don't care who it is. But they don't care who gets charged. That's, that, that's very arbitrary, you know, because yeah. they didn't even look into the case first to figure out what was going on. They first set those standards, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's already kind of corruption from the very top. Yeah. So, you know, we were just, like, lashing on how, you know, corrupt the other guards were and how the inmates were corrupt, but just straight ahead after such a, like, big conflict, a person like that just says that, it, it sends the wrong message. Like, uh, what are we going to be criticizing to, like, Mr. Caputo and... Linda, yeah. you know, and Figueroa, you know, all those characters that were leaders, but, you know, that were being corrupt as well. But actually, you know, there's someone else before them that was doing something again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, like, that's the basis of the story. So, we'll kind of get into it. Um, we'll kind of go, like, down the line of what we thought the interesting topics were throughout the entire series. So the first one, right off the bat, would be Chapman, Alex Voss, and a new character, Madison. So basically... It's actually Madison. Madison, but she would call herself Madison, you know, because she a bad, she a bad, <laughs> bad woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's actually, she should be called Anison. Yeah, it was actually, what do you think of the character, at, you know, what do you think of that <sighs> new character, Madison? Okay, so it is, it is always interesting to get acclimate yeah acclimate with new characters yeah because you're already so used to see the same people doing the th same thing that when someone someone is new you have to always like give them a chance yeah so this person happens to be the uh, inmate that is um in the same cell with um chapman yep is like they're like roommates I'm sorry, how do you... Uh, bunk mates? <laughs> I guess bunk? <laughs> yes. Top bunk beds? Yeah. side-by-side -side beds? I don't yeah. know. Okay, I wasn't sure about now. Okay. Um, so she was she was nice in the beginning, you know. She wanted to give, like, wanted to be, like, a more underdog, you know, kind of, you know, like, a little... No, she wanted to show herself such a strong person. Yeah. So she started, like... I remember the first time that she was introduced to Chapman, um, there was only one bed in the room. And, um, uh, like, uh, Madison didn't complain about sleeping on the floor. So I think that, I think that was, was a different character, actually. No, it was the same character. Sure? Yes. Oh, okay. huh. uh, so it didn't, when she didn't complain, you know, it kind of, you know, uh, made uh, Chapman feeling more like in charge of having the power because she was like, "There's only one bed here." No, no, actually, and that I, that was a different character. That was the that was the woman. I forgot her name. The one that that uh, was with Red. No, uh, Madison was with Red first, and then uh, Chapman was with the girl that uh, killed uh, that murdered children. I think. 
I think that was with her. Remember, she was doing her oh, hair. Oh yes, yes, yes. She was yes, doing her hair, yes. and then she was like, "Oh, you know that she murdered her children, right?" Or something like that. Yes, then, something really Chapman scary. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then they switched together. Oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I think the first encounter, regardless, I, I know I misplaces the event yeah there's a lot of different characters yeah um so the first encounter was like more that chapman was being in charge yeah but throughout the whole story madison becomes like this like like really annoying person and i think that's a that's the idea of the character you know just to be so like Annoying and beating yeah. someone else's toes all the time. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think, you know, I think she did well because if I got so annoying at her. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the character either. And But why was, didn't you like it? I don't like, know. She was, maybe, yeah, like you were right. Maybe she acted very well because she was annoying. So maybe that's what the character was supposed to be. I just didn't really like her. She was also second in command to Carol because she always wanted to impress Carol. So, you know, like she always wanted to keep people in line and she made it, you know, a thing to keep Chapman in line. And then Voss would sometimes just kind of interject and be like, stop that. Don't do that. I will do this for you, you know, type of deal. And, um, you know, I, uh, the, the, there was dynamic there with Chapman, Voss and, and Madison. And um, eventually at the end, they got married. So that was pretty cool. What did you yeah, think about that? Chapman and Alex. Uh, prison married. Got prison married. I yeah. think regardless, married, marriage is marriage. Yeah. Prison and prison, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think it gave them um, a little more sense of commitment because actually I've, by the time that uh, they were getting married, um, Alec, I mean, Chapman already knew that she was going to be released early. Yeah. So that kind of um, gave them that sense of like, you know, like um, a hope. To continue with their relationship outside of, you know, the um, the place. So yeah. I think it was great. Yeah, you know? no, I, I agree. I think that just shows, you know, that you can have happiness anywhere. Exactly. Even if it's a prison. So I, I did like that. I thought that was nice. Um, and then, you know, for Chapman to get released as well. Which, you know, I'm actually excited about. Because I actually think Chapman's storyline is the weakest now. I don't really like like her as much anymore. But my question is, why did she get released earlier? Because remember, the story was that they get to release, I forgot how many, a certain 20. amount of prisoners. Yeah, a certain amount of prisoners, like the ones that did the least, the least amount. Um, and, then they, and then they would transfer in more people that are doing worse because the prison system profits off of it. So, so. that's how it really works. Yeah. And I was it a, like um aleatory or was it like like was it random picked or No, they like went through the line and you know how they ranked? Like in the end they they he Hopper did a ranking system. So the ones that are ranked the the with the least amount, they were the ones that got released. And I think the you know, yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad that Chapman got released. Um, for the next one with Carol, Barbara, and Frida, what do you That's think of... That's circle. Yeah, what do you think of Carol and Barbara? Did I mean, uh, the storyline, the story about her, them was like they were sisters yeah. and they were, oh, they had another sister. 
that was much younger than them and uh, they kill her yeah because they're jealous of her yes because uh you know i think she had like a, she was like an athlete and maybe a dancer or something that required like a lot of commitment yeah so they were gonna actually move to another state so that she could um you know pursue yeah her passion or whatever so you know they were very frustrated that you know the household basically moved center everything you know on her instead of everyone need every everyone's needs so they ended up uh, getting rid of her yeah <laughs> yeah they got rid of her so that was kind of scary yeah um and it was like um very unusual because usually you know you don't expect your relatives you know to do something like that but you know i guess you know there's everything yeah everything Crazy stuff happens i think yeah um so anyways um i don't remember exactly how was the um, conflict started between frida and them well that was because uh, there was a flashback where carol was helping frida and then they had like a whole box of you know stuff that was um, illegal in the prison system and frida told told carol that barbara was the one that took her stuff but frida was actually the one that took all the stuff and reported it to i think the warden or something and then so the the warden transferred her to another prison which was like not maximum so that's why carol was so upset with her and you know like carol was going to murder her her sister because she thought that you know she stole all that stuff but it was actually frida so that's why they want to you know exact revenge. revenge on frida yeah um so yeah, it was it was also interesting because as I said before, usually conflict doesn't like um, is is not born from you know sisters type of relationship. So yeah. that was new. Yeah. Um, you know, in previous episodes we've seen that, you know, it's more like between other kind of like, um, other kind of conflicts like, uh, you know, based on other things. So I think that was a good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And with uh, Carol and Barbara, it was okay. You know, they basically rivaled each other's blocks. And, you know, they had conflict with each other and the blocks themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so I thought that was interesting. Eventually, they both killed each other, you know, oh, at damn. the very end. So it was just like, I think that's good because it helps free everyone else. Because there's this kind of like animosity against each other, the blocks. But it didn't really need to be, you know? I thought that was just kind of, they just kind of, like, just went with the flow and be like, this is us, we need to be against them type of deal. When, you know, they could all be friends. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you were mentioning before that there was a silver line in the story that you thought it was nice. Yeah. That it was, like, kind of, like, gives yes. you hope and, Yeah, you the know. silver lining story, well, at the end it was kind of sad, but it was the Blanca and Diablo you know, I thought that was kind of a touchy story where they kind of want to make a baby. And so they tried to make a baby. And uh, they weren't able to make that baby. But she was uh, sent to be released early. And, and unfortunately, she, since she was illegal, she was actually apprehended. 
by ICE. By the immigration authorities, and she had to, you know, yeah, I don't know, there. be sentenced for, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen to her. Yeah. But how- it was sad because at the end, uh, Diablo was holding flowers, and he's like, where's my baby? Where's my mi amor? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, any other... Did you, what did you think about their storyline? I think, you know, it's, it's something very, um, truthful, um, because, you know, it's something that women had to deal with, like, she was not only a woman that was in prison, but she was actually, she was in almost about to turn 40. Yeah. So there's this stigma around women that after that age, you know, it gets just so much harder to have children and all that stuff so it was hard for her because you know she really wanted to have a a baby with her boyfriend but you know there was you know it was very difficult because they were in in the prison and all that so um it was like a hopeful you know type of story um but it wasn't as we said before it was unfortunate that she actually had to be sent uh, to twice Mm. to you know for the other things yeah yeah, I agree. So the next one is Joe Caputo, Natalie, and Linda. Their relationships with each other. And, uh, you know, I always... I think Joe Caputo's... I think he's a great character. And then he gets with Natalie this season. That Instead was interesting. Of, plus, he wasn't always good, you know? Right, right. Mr. Caputo was always... You know, he did his his wrong stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. But they made and his just, like character really well. You know, he he took his, yeah his he was line. able yeah he was able to kind of um, evolve yes you know just kind of like leave behind all that like right right um you know bad stuff and you know try yeah. to make a contribution to you know the image life and lives and of course helping you know testing the trial and kind of like looking more into into who was the person who really you know committed yeah that yeah yeah that's what i really like too as well it's like he he really wanted tasty to be free and which we'll jump into the next one where caputo and tasty together you know that was the strongest story out of this entire you know uh, just this season six was that you know they were able to you know caputo was trying to figure out ways to help tasty and Tasty, you know, was the one being, you know, framed in regards to shooting um, Piscatella. And at the end, she was charged for it. Yeah. But Caputo was there always, step by step, trying to figure out, you know, you know, she wasn't the one. She wasn't the one. Tasty would never do that. And it was just very strong acting from both Tasty and uh, Joe Caputo. And I really liked their storyline a lot. And I feel that there has to be such a like circle of trust. Yeah. For them, for him, just to say, I know he didn't do it. Yeah. She didn't do it. Yeah. No. You know, because these people, you know, are still inmates. So right. you you have to really like, if there is that such a like, trust already. You know, I think that's that's definitely you know means that you 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 have been able to like really, um, you know built yeah a relationship with that person right that you were able to say that yeah i agree yeah i agree and you know uh and the topic with tasty 
how she was charged, um, a lot of the inmates said that she did it, you know, including mm-hmm. including were... Cindy, her her best friend. Yeah. Um... You know, and how 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 is that? You know, and like she felt conflicted because, but because Cindy and Suzanne actually in the very beginning of the episodes, they know who knew who shot, and killed Piscatelli Piscatella because they saw what happened. But but Cindy said to, to Suzanne, "Don't tell anyone," you know, because she thought she was gonna get uh, more reprehensive from the the guards, and then Cindy, you know, eventually said that, you know, Tasty was the one that did it, and she was so like, you know, that that was a hard thing because like if she didn't say anything to taste uh, against Tasty, she would get more years in prison. So like, what do you do in that circumstance? Yeah, I think it's right? hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's just like I, I wouldn't know what to do to be honest. Because right. you know you you always wanna you know try to help your friends as well, but you know when your own well being is a risk. Yeah, but she knew the truth too. She no, knew that uh, that you know Tasty was not the one that did it. I know. But you know she had to, so that was unfortunate. Um, so. And then the next part was with Gloria Maria. There was a small storyline with them where they hated on each other, you know. So Gloria said that Maria was the one that that um, was part of the riot, and so Maria got ten more years in prison. So you know, Gloria and Maria didn't like each other at all. So that was part of a storyline. They're feuding against each other, and then another part of the storyline was the drugs in prison. Who oh, was bringing yeah. the drugs in prison? Daya, you know, was a returning character where she became this crazy person from what we knew, you know, from, you know, being innocent to just trying to do her thing to now shooting, you know, one of the guards to now being part of the drug, the drug ring and now taking drugs. Yeah. And I think the drugs like theme, something that, you know, has been like recurring um, through all the episodes, you yeah. know, it's nothing really new. Whether the drugs are brought by the guards or the inmates, yeah. it's something that is gonna be there no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think there are so many uh, things that are also, you know, um, making the situation worse. Yeah. You know, beyond that. Yep. You know, so. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, Daya was the one saying to her mom, Aleda. Like, hey, we need to bring in the drugs. And what do you think of the mom? You know, since she's out of prison, you know, she can start a new life. She was like, well, I'm going to have to go back to, you know, dealing drugs to get my, my, um, her kids, her kids because back. they were in foster care. Yeah, they were in foster care. Mm, I felt, I don't feel especially anything. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, as I said, it's kind of hard because you know you would say after you were free what would you do something like that again right right yeah yeah it's a very interesting topic i mean that one was a pretty interesting one and she got one of the guards hopper to help her with that and then daddy was one of the newer characters was helping daya in regards to the drugs and all that stuff which i thought her her first her character was okay daddy's character she was okay she was one of the newer ones. I, I didn't think, like I said, I didn't think uh, good or bad about uh, the newer characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. So, is there any yeah. other 
Oh, and then mm-hmm. there's a... So, yeah, those are kind of the overarching themes of the... The, the of... other one was the prison riot, you know, but that was against C-Block and D-Block because of Karen Barb. And then the, the other uh, story was with the prison game with the guards. And I thought that was okay. Um, I think with the guards, it was kind of like a backstory. You thought that was okay? No, no, no I'm saying I think that was okay storyline. Oh. Yeah, it was okay. It was like they, they put a back burner with the with the guards so i thought that was okay what'd you think about the prison guards doing the game i thought that was disgusting yeah you know they were just basically taking advantage of the situation that um the inmates were were so you know they were just like trying to do something to first you know gain some power you know and entertain themselves in totally the wrong way. So, as we said before, you know, corruption has ex- existed like everywhere. So yeah, you know, and and it doesn't have to come from like drugs or things like that. But it can be as small as that. Right. Right. Yeah. So with that, yeah. So those are. I wanted to end because yeah, those are all the our overarching themes to the show. I wanted to end with kind of like a question of like um how we could answer this so at towards the end of the series sophia kind of made a appearance she wasn't in the show a lot but sophia made an appearance and i thought it was interesting so basically um caputo wanted her to do a testimony about how crazy it was during her um her imprisonment in the shoe and how like the just how crazy it was and what 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 for it's how long like. did she stay i can't remember it was like a while yeah I don't she remember. was i think she was one of the ones that stayed the longest yeah the there. longest yeah so and caputo was actually the one that put her there and so yeah, he yeah. he wanted to tell he wanted her to tell her story so to make mcc look bad but she was offered by linda not to tell the story she would get three hundred thousand dollars and she would get uh, released early. So my question is, like, what would you do in that sense? That's, like, super hard. Like, what would you do? Like, how did you feel when Sophia did it? Like, Sophia could have helped, you know, show that MCC is really bad and maybe helped Tasty's case, you know, for her to not get the life in prison. But she thought about herself. I mean, she thought about her family, saying, like, my family needs this money. So like, what, what, like, that's such a hard thing to think of. Like, if you were in her shoes, would you do the same thing? I think, I think uh, there's so much hype about like, that we are having this hope of like, they are going to do the, the right thing, but people are going to just do what's better for them. Right. So basically, you know, one of the episodes is like, you, you're, you fend for yourself exactly you know so no so no you won't make any friends basically you just look out for yourself type of thing that's harsh you know that's that's like I in know, reality but... that's just like you know you, when you go to the world and all that stuff you want to make friends you want to you know make sure you know that they're loyal and that you're loyal and that you know you want to help each other out but if you're just fending for yourself what's the point right so it's just like 
Yeah, it was like for in prison. Is about is it about loyalty Actually, or is it about yourself? But the 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 other the the other thing is that when you are in prison, it's different. Right. And that you are just like casually doing friends, and you know, it's different. Yeah. You know your time, you know the place where you are the restriction. So you act differently. You're not gonna just be like anyone else in our circumstances. Yeah. So for anyone that is listening to this, what would you do if you were in her shoes? Like, cause I honestly want to know. Like, I think it's a, a interesting question. Yeah. To I don't want to answer because I don't personally know. Yeah. Do you wanna? I I don't know either. I I I. You know, to know that someone, was is going to be set in prison because it could be partly my fault. That's that's the guilt that you're going to be living forever. But three hundred thousand dollars and leaving early out of prison, you know that's that's a hard bargain too. You know. Yeah, and Linda, and not... you know, but also you know we just only not only have to see from uh, Sophia's perspective, but you know from Linda's perspective, you know what's going on in her mind. Well, uh, I told and you. How like, come her... she has the budget? Like people don't have the budget to do implement like physical training and all that stuff physical yeah. activity but they well they didn't want to get sued but they if can they, offer three thousand dollars to someone to well be, if they got sued is that if they got sued they would be sued but for how millions can, of dollars how, how can you justify that in your books like oh this is what i offered that inmate you know yeah, like yeah. that that's not okay well you know that's what they do sometimes and uh, unfortunately sucks i mean that's what companies do to to stop people from saying anything they'd be like hey you sign this this deal, here you get this money, mm. but you can't say anything. Yeah. You know that's which is unfortunate. Yeah, I understand. So, uh, yeah, overall, I thought the the show was okay. So uh, yeah. But I'm still expecting the season seven. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I I really don't like that it lasts a year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we we hope that you enjoyed this little like overall theme of. You know, the last season. Yeah. Um, we hope that you... So my, my voice croaked there a little bit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> so, yeah. We definitely hoped you enjoyed it. And so we're going to be moving on to the next topic. So on our next um, topic, we are going to discuss an article that uh, we found in a magazine that's called Women's Magazine. And there was an article that it was um, talking about disconnect disconnecting from social media. So, Russell, how do you feel about disconnecting from social media? Have you ever experienced something like this before? Tell yes. Us. Yeah, so... I actually made a website a long time ago. It was actually on Tumblr or something, and it was talking about social human interaction. And this was way before. This was way before the social media took off. Took off. Facebook, I think, was the one that was the most um, inter in integral into this one. And for me, when I was making this website called Social Human Interaction. I was talking about we should have more one-on-ones with each other. We should be talking to each other in person. There's other ways to interact with people through text, through social media, email. But the one that 
that to me is the most important is interacting in person. That's how you get to know who the person really is, to even look at their body expressions, all of that stuff. So that is what is, is important, I think. So disconnecting from social media, I'm not really on many social media platforms anyways. And then when I post, you know, like I don't really post that much stuff. I don't really, I don't really spend time on social media that much anymore. I used to, when Facebook was really popular, I used to be on it all the time, posting things, you know, waiting for someone to say happy birthday, all that stuff. But to me, it's irrelevant now. Like I don't even really care. Like, you know, to me, it's like, I'd rather meet that person in person, you know, or give them a call or something like that. I kind of want to go back to the olden ways. I feel like it helps, you know, keep in touch with people more personally. And then I also think that, you know, it's better for that people that always looking on social media is not good. Okay, so um, I agree with you. I think it would be great if we try to go a little back into the old days and, you know, the old ways of communicating with others. Yeah, postcard, yeah. Um, so, in the um, article that uh, we found, um, it just says, like, uh, when you, for example, scroll down uh, your screen and you feel, like, left out, uh, this is called, like, a popularity paradox. Or FOMO. Uh, um, you know what FOMO is? Yes. Um, so, the, it, it says that actually that actually exacerbates isolation instead of relieving it. So um, I think I agree with that because, um, you know, sometimes on social media, you know, like Instagram or Facebook and that stuff, sometimes we see, like, people are, like, having, like, um, the perfect lives. Um, and the thing about that is that, of course, we don't want to be posting something that is negative. You know, we are going to be always showing, like, the good side. Um, so it's, it's, it's easy to be caught in that, like, um, trapped and not being able to see, you know, what is really truth. Um, and I think it's good for us to kind of limit a little bit more, um, you know, what we really, you know, see and the way that we interact. That it should be a little more, kind of more one-on-one. Like no, yeah, I agree. Before. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like, like you said, you know, like just scrolling through other people's pictures or videos or whatever, it just paints a picture that, you know, this, these people are always happy, which is not the case. You're not going to be showing bad stuff, so you're only be showing the good stuff, and that's only part of your life, but you're not seeing everything about your life. So to me, like it's painting like a false picture or painting only half the picture. So to me, ah, it's okay. You know, social media to me is, I think, it's good for outreach. Like if you want to, you know, reach a, a whole bunch of people at the same time about a certain topic. Mm -hmm. But personally, as like a personal thing, I, I don't think like social media for me, I try to limit myself and trying to, you know, post things that, you know, are interesting, but, you know, not specifically about myself. Okay. So I think um, the most have gone without social media has been when I, like, don't take my phone for a day. Yeah. Um, and I think that's quite relieving um, because, first of all, I am more present. I'm able to interact with people, like, um, more assertive way and more in a more assertive way. Um, and 
you just live like yeah you you're not really worrying about you know how this person looks so you know the things i don't have or the place i should be right now or you know the food i should be eating but you just like enjoy the things that you have and i think um you know the the idea behind this article was like to promote like you know yes uh social media is great however you know we should put like a, a limit to it and use it like more um wisely so um it really helps instead of you know uh hurting us um have you ever been without a without a phone yeah yeah plenty of times um i think the the biggest one was i think it was last year where my phone actually died oh yeah and i was like what the heck is going on and I, and it died and i had to order a new phone but it wouldn't come until like two weeks later so i was actually i couldn't even use the phone at all so when i realized losing the phone i realized it was kind of like a little bit more freedom in what i do and i didn't have to continue looking down at my my phone all the time to see like all these messages or whatnot or all these notifications it felt kind of relieved you know and, and like if someone called or if someone texts I don't have to feel obligated to call or, or text right away, you know? Well, because I couldn't even know. I couldn't even know anyways, you know? <laughs> so, like, you know, to, to me, if I don't even know, then that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, that helps me so that I'm just like, okay, I don't even know that you're calling me, so, you know, that's okay, I, you know? Like, so to me, it was kind of relief in regards to doing that, and I just enjoyed it, you know? And then I, I kind of actually noticed when I was outside more, I kind of noticed the environment more, mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you don't have your phone, you're just like, you know, what are these people doing? You know, what is this? What is that? So I thought it was really cool too, you know, for those two weeks, it just really felt like freedom to me. So I've been noticing that people, uh, like at least 90% of people that are on the subway are looking at their phones or they're like doing listening to music or something yeah that's true yes I noticed that as well and that's that's incredible <laughs> that is incredible that everybody is on their phone that is that is very true I never thought of that I never thought of that <laughs> so I, I don't know I mean what, what do you think <laughs> uh, I wasn't thinking of incredible. Oh, you're thinking of a different word, right? That's uh, sad. Oh, sad. Oh, oh. Like, uh, that's totally the opposite of incredible. Like surprising. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't find yeah, the okay, yeah, right word. Yeah, yeah. Because no one else really, <laughs> no one else is really talking to each other. We we don't longer ask directions to people if we don't have our phone. We rather rely on like what Google says than just like you know go out and ask someone for something. That's true, but but I feel like that's the one thing the phone can help though. Like with Google Maps, like yes, when I ask people, sometimes they don't even know what they're talking about. I know, but you know what like, I mean. Just don't be afraid of ask someone. Oh right, right, true, true, yeah. Because what about if you don't have if you don't have your phone for that day, then you're gonna be stuck there. Yeah, that's true. That is very very true. So I yeah. think you know, take a break from your phone, 
uh, I try to do that with myself. I try just to, you know, do it at a certain time. Mm -hmm. um, just because your eyes hurt too, you know, just, just yeah. try to, you know, enjoy and, yeah. you know, do more of the real stuff too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah enjoy it with your friends, you know, like go out, actually meet people in real life. You can use social media to set up dates or events for people to go to. But just just having social media to talk to people, it just doesn't you know it just you get you get more anxiety when you actually talk to people in real life. Yeah. You know, cause so it's better to talk to people in real life. Alrighty. So well, um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Oh, I think that's good. Yeah. yeah so, good. as always, we are very very thankful for you. To continue being here. You and you and you and you. Yeah. Uh, we hope that you continue growing with us and you continue having fun with us too. We are, you know, learning as we go. So we hope that you um, are getting something from out of this. Um, because we, we're definitely um, enjoying what we're doing and we are trying to like... Uh, like uh, carry a message of like positivity and like you know yeah. all of that stuff so uh, yeah. we really hope that you are having incredible. an awesome an incredible <laughs> incredible day yeah an incredible day an incredible life yes incredible parents yeah incredible dog and watch cat. Incredibles too. <laughs> watch Incredibles too. Uh, or Incredible Fish or Snake or dandelion. Okay. Um. Already. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.